لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يحد الله فلا مدل له ومن يلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد عبد ورسوله أما بعد فإن أبدل الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشغل الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة دلالة وكل دلالة في النار عذن الله وإياكم من النار آمين Brothers and in Islam, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Today is the 23rd day of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts our worship as acts of righteousness and we pray that He forgives our shortcomings. Amen. So, yesterday we uh, we started discussion pertaining to things that what that nullify our Islam, things that nullify our faith. And we're able to discuss two categories. We're able to summarize two categories that's denial of Allah's existence. And denial of his right to be worshipped. So today we are going to be looking at the other two categories, which is denial of his names or attributes, and denial of Muhammad as his messenger. So for the first category, we'll be looking at today, which is denial of what Allah's attributes. Yes, denial of attributes of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It nullifies belief. When someone denies the name of Allah. Or his attributes that have been established by text in the Quran and the authentic sunnah of the Prophet. For example, to deny that Allah's knowledge is total. Because when you tell some people that, okay, this leaf that just fell from this tree now, Allah's fanatical knew about it, they start questioning, like, what do you mean? So we're supposed to believe that Allah's fanatical knowledge is total. Not a leaf falls, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew about it. So we are to believe that. We are to believe in his power, his life, his hearing, his sight, his speech, his mercy, his establishment over his throne. His descent to the lowest heaven. Or that he has a hand or eyes or other attributes that befit his splendor. And which do not resemble the attributes of anything in creation. Yes. Allah says in Quran 42 verse 11, There is nothing like unto him, and is the all-hearer, the all-seer. So Allah did not create us in his own image. For those that used to say that, Allah already cleared us here that there is nothing like unto him. He cleared us. There is nothing like unto him. So you don't say that Allah created us in his own, own image. Allah created us as beautiful creatures, of course. 
but not in his own image. Also, this verse is telling us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributed himself the faculties of hearing and sight, which means Allah hears and he sees. But we're not supposed to start asking ourselves questions like, okay, do we have the same ears as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or do we have the same eyes as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to understand that what he has these things in manners that befit him. So we're not supposed to question ourselves. We're just supposed to believe. He has said this to believe it. Also, if it's an error, it is misguidance to do or to interpret some of his attributes to interpret them in, in manners just because we want to satisfy our own our own vain desires. Yes. Some of us interpret the Quran to suit our own tastes. Now we're not supposed to do that. As Panatala mentioned about the Jews, Israel al Baqarah verse fifty eight, when he told them to say what? Forgive us. When he told them in verse fifty eight to say forgive us. But they did what? They changed the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah told us in verse 59. But those who did wrong changed the word from that which had been told to them for another. So we sent upon the wrongdoers reason, a punishment from the heaven, because of what they are rebelling against Allah's obedience. So we're not supposed to do that. That's why it is compulsory upon us to what to read the tafsir of the Quran in order that we may understand it better. We don't just take verses of the Quran and give them our own meaning. We don't do that. Also, there are certain attributes that are exclusive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge alone. Yes, like knowledge of the unseen. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. Because Allah told us, Allah told us in Surah Al-An'am verse 59, He says, And with Him are the keys of the unseen treasures, and none knows them but He. So, of course, Allah may reveal certain aspects of the unseen to His messenger through revelation when He wants. You know, because he told us in short of Jean verses 26 to 27, he says, He alone, the all-knower of the unseen, and he reveals to none except what? To a messenger whom he has chosen. So it is to Allah's discretion what he decides to reveal to his messenger. But apart from that, nothing, no knowledge of the unseen is given to anybody. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it. Also, some people make some statements, they attribute some statements to the Prophet ﷺ. For example, some say that generosity in this dunya and the hereafter is from the Prophet or from his knowledge. When Allah told us in Surah Al-Layl verse 13 that unto us, unto us, that's Allah referring to himself, unto us belong what? The hereafter and this world. So we're not supposed to attribute things like that to anybody except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and every knowledge belongs to him. He knows everything, seen and unseen. Also, he told us in Surah Al-Namli verse 65, he said, None in the heavens and the earth know the unseen except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is just a claim. Yes, Allah already told us here that nobody knows except him. And the prophet also cleared us that was, whoever goes to a fortune teller and believes what he says has disbelieved in what was revealed to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Of course, occasionally the predictions of these fortune tellers are true, but if they were indeed truthful of their claim to knowledge, they would be right all the time. It won't have to be occasionally by chance. 
it won't have to be that it is merely a coincidence for a fortune teller to say something and then it happens it is already the coder of allah for this thing to happen so if a fortune teller says it the fortune teller is either lucky or unlucky yes so if they were actually true about what they say of knowing the knowledge of the unseen you know they would have uncovered all the treasures of the earth they won't have to depend on anybody for wealth so they are liars they pretend and protect us from them so the last um category which is uh denial of muhammad denial of muhammad as best as the messenger of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or disapproval of his message there are so many ways in which people do that the first some people don't actually believe that muhammad is the messenger of allah uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is one of the pillars of belief how can you not believe that muhammad is the messenger of allah other things some people some people degrade the messenger of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala some people query his truthfulness his faithfulness in discharging what he was interested with some people query his chasteness subhanallah some people laugh at him make fun of him these are some of the things that brings one out of the fold of islam to attack his authentic hadith to disbelieve them to reject news to reject what he has told us in his hadith like prophecies like appearance of the dajjal which he already told us or descent of prophet isa alayhi salatu wassalam so we're supposed to accept all of these things as authentic as muslims we accept them because the prophet sallallahu told us also to deny any of the messengers that has been sent by allah before muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam or to deny the stories and sayings in regards to them and their nations is an act of disbelief we're supposed to believe in what all the messengers that have been sent by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we're supposed to believe that muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the seal of prophethood he's the seal of prophethood because allah told us in surah al-ahzab he said muhammad is not the father of any man among you but he is the messenger of allah and the last of the prophets the prophet himself sallallahu told us what i am the last one after whom there will be no prophets so those people that attribute uh ali may allah be pleased with him may allah be pleased with him those that attribute him as a those that call him a prophet after muhammad sallallahu they've disbelieved they've disbelieved in the quran they've disbelieved in the hadith of the prophet sallallahu so we don't do that also to describe the prophet with attributes that belong to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone we're not supposed to do that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one that has knowledge of the unseen he's the only one that can give us good he's the only one victory he's the only one so you attribute everything everything good to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so also to supplicate to the prophet وسلم, for what only allah has the power to bestow like i say victory help cure of illness a lot of people do that today whatever they do they do in the name of prophet muhammad وسلم, that is that is taking one out of the folds of islam because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Anfal verse 10 he says and there is no victory except by the help of Allah there is no victory by except by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we're not supposed to attribute things 
that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give us to anybody, not even to the prophets. So if some if if um someone does good for you, it's already in the color of Allah. Allah just used that person as the suburb for that good. So we're not supposed to attribute things like that to people other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, the prophet told us that when you ask, ask from Allah. And when you seek help, seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The prophet never told us to seek help from him or to ask him. Rather what? We should ask from Allah and we should seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's try to avoid things that bring us out of, out of the folds of Islam, either through our actions or through our speech. May Allah keep guiding us towards the path of righteousness. Amin. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu la ilaha illa ant. Astagfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu 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 Allahu